0: Good Monday morning, this is Matt O'Dell with the Bastards of Art Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. That's the best radio voice I can get out of out of me. I'm not a radio person. I mean, my face is like a radio person, that old joke, but... Just really not a radio person. I uh, I, I, I need a co-host because obviously, like, sitting here in a, in a small tank in a bubble and not having that kind of, like, back and forth with somebody is a bit awkward. I mean, I'm sitting here in my office by myself talking to a computer screen, hoping somebody listens to this. And I know you are listening to it because I've got some emails um, of people this week that are, there. Is good to hear. I got uh, Steve from Minneapolis sent a uh, uh, a message to me and Colby, and he's in Columbia, Missouri now. He sent a message to me. So that does feel really good, guys. And I really appreciate um, taking a minute to, to say thank you because um, I really don't, this isn't like Instagram. There's no likes. I don't put a. There's no way to measure likes really in in podcast either. Either people listen to it or people don't listen to it. So, thank you very much. Uh, what's going on with me? Not a lot. It's raining here in St. Louis. I am very sore. I've had a long recovery from breaking my leg, and then I did get the COVID. So I'm recovering from that. I've, it's been about four or five weeks since uh, I was deemed not. Um, not a danger to society. Uh, but it doesn't really just go away right away. It it lingers in your body. It lingers in your, in your in, for me, it lingers in your chest. And you have good days and you have bad days. And uh, I've had a pretty good run, but feeling a little bit more worn down today than on average. So, uh, you know, a little bit of coffee, pepper me up, cheer me up, and we'll get going here. Um, I just want to say that this podcast is for people who are wanting to be the best versions of themselves, and so you found this through a referral or somebody told you about it. Maybe you stumbled onto it, but if you listen to this collection of podcasts, it's it's a way to change your perspective on how you're approaching not only your creative side of your brain, but also the business side of your brain. Because a lot of people, um, a lot of people think you can't make money at art, uh, or, to- or at least they they tell other people that, but the artists don't know that, and so. They just assume that, you know, as long as they do this for the love of art, everything works out. But let me just tell you something. If you add a couple of business tricks, you can actually make good money doing art, take a business mindset and get off the idea that, you know, as long as I'm really good at what I do, the money's gonna roll in and people are gonna love me. And that's that's kind of true. But you can take some shortcuts and get the people to love you long before you're proud of your art skills. Because we both know that we're never happy. So, (laughs) you know, that's just kind of how it is. Today I want to talk about something called customer churn. I had gone into that and I gave about a seven second synopsis on what customer churn was on a previous podcast. So I want to touch base with this again and why it's important. Again, I'm a tattoo artist So the references I'm going to use today are going to be tattooing, but just try to creatively think about how it applies to what you're doing and what you're trying to do with your art field as well. Uh, Customer churn is a metric, and it's a metric for growing the business so you can evaluate basically the retention of your clients. Who's leaving? Who's coming back? How many do you have at the end of the day? I've been thinking about this a little bit, and the best way I can visually kind of describe this is imagine that you're running a bar. And the bar was a you know square building, and it had a door that was like a one way in and a one way out, and you were able to click how many people were to come in on a given Friday night. Now let's just do it on an hourly basis because you can basically get your metric based on the evening, the hour, the minute. But we're going to do an hourly basis, so we're going to say at the beginning of the night our customer churn was positive. We had more people coming into the bar than leaving the bar, and we can actually break that down into a number. We can say that we have positive rate. Of 30 people an hour positive coming in. So if you subtract the amount of people that went in, the amount of people that went back out, we still are continuously growing 30 people an hour. Now as the bar tends to get to the main part of the evening, say 10 o'clock or so, it tapers off a little bit and it almost comes into a null where we're not as having as many people go in and as many people go out. It's almost an equal number. And then towards the end of the evening, you're gonna have people leaving the bar more so than coming into the bar. So you're gonna get a negative churn, maybe a negative churn of 20 for the first hour, negative churn of 10 for the second hour, until eventually everyone leaves the bar. And that right there, that scenario can almost address what it's like to have a, a long career. So you take it instead of being an evening, consider that being a year or a month or I'm sorry, a year or uh, or, or 10 years or 20 years and the excitement and the energy at first you get a lot of clients then it gets into almost a null phase and then everyone starts to kind of linger and move away because you've lost their attention you've lost the contact the personal contact that it took for them to say i'm invested as you as a person i'm invested as you as a product when i keep doing business with you somewhere along the line you lost that and you need to know that it's happening before it's happened so that's why keeping kind of somewhat on track of what your customer churn is in some relevant form is super important. And why it's important is this simple, 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 simple fact. It costs more time, energy, and money to create new clients and customers than it does to keep the ones you have. Think about the people you're trying to get into your bar that night. You got to put signs out there. You got to hire someone at the door to bark at people to get them to come in. You got to put flyers out there to get them... Uh, excited, you got to put ads out there of what band's playing that night, all that stuff. But once they're in the bar, all you have to do is be nice to them. Serve them a drink, maybe pour a little extra on the top, make sure everyone's okay, make sure everyone's comfortable, set the temperature in the room correctly, make sure the music and the lights are right. And that's a lot easier to do than trying to get new people to come in and basically spend their money with you. So it's a very more cost effective to keep the clients that you have rather than constantly trying to get new ones. Now, I'm going to flip the story a little bit and talk about tattooing. And tattooing is you know it's changing, but there's a, still a lot of mindset. And the mindset I want to address right now is this grinding, this hustle, this this idea that, you know, that you know, that you've been taught that you've got to hurry up. You got to get there in the morning. You got to stay late. You got to work, 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 hustle, 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 and get to every blast person that that wants a tattoo. And you got to basically spit it out in a large volume. And the reason why this is working against you is you're not creating necessarily a positive environment that people say, Yes, I want to go back there. See, all of your cookies are in one jar. You're thinking to yourself, Even if I treat them a little sour, even if I make them wait three hours. Even if even if I'm in a piss poor attitude because I am so good at what I do and I don't think my competition can offer the same product as me being this tattoo is so awesome, then you have underestimated the choice that a client has or a customer has. They don't have to come back to you. And if you don't give them the whole package, they're not going to come back to you. So your customer churn is going to be high and you're going to spend a lot of time Going, oh, I better paint more flash. I better make a t shirt. I better, you know, I better do all these things to attract new clients. So, your mindset is always in attracting people to the door, it's never in keeping the people that come in the door happy, you know. So, I'm not saying everyone does that. I'm not saying that there's not various levels of that. I know people do their best to treat the people that are in their chair, you know, cherry and make sure they're wonderful. But, you know, think about it what was their experience until they got to the chair? What was their experience after they left the chair, you know, so what would negatively affect the tattoo churn? So you, let's just talk about the person that's got about four or five years into tattooing. They know what they're doing for the most part, and they're getting excited and they're starting to actually build a clientele. And this is the difference between just doing what the business, whatever tattoo shop you're working for is brought to you and sat in front of you and you tattooed them. But people are actually interested in you a little bit more often than not, Right. Let me explain to you a couple of ways how you fuck that up. Number one, travel. Clients want consistency. They want to know that they can get a large piece from you. They don't want to start something with you and not know if it's ever going to get finished. So the reliability factor goes out the window if you travel a lot. Trust me. I did this. I screwed this up big time. I traveled everywhere. And when I finally sat down in one spot, it was very difficult to get the larger work in the beginning. So even with me, like I was going uh, back and forth out of town uh, to work at another shop in another state. And I stopped actually putting pictures on Instagram of me traveling because people were getting confused. They The people in New York thought I lived there. And the people in St. Louis didn't know if I was ever home. It kind of started screwing up people wanting to commit to large work with me if I wasn't able to commit to staying in one spot. So I know people love to travel. But if you do travel, maybe don't post it all over the internet and look like a famous flyboy or girl that jet sets all over the place. Maybe just kind of like wait Uh, to post some of those pictures so it does look like you're home more. This next one is kind of obvious. Drug use. Now, this is kind of a weird one, right? Like, let's say that you build up a clientele and you, I don't know, you're doing pretty good. And then the party side takes over and takes over more and more. And somehow you cross a threshold that your work is a little more inconsistent and your lifestyle is a little more inconsistent and people are starting to notice But, here's a part of the churn that most people haven't really considered. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't start losing clients immediately, not like the example I gave with a nightclub. So there's a delay, right? There's a lag. So you were doing good work and all of a sudden, let's say January 1st, you stop doing good work. You start slowly going down the shitter because your lifestyle choices suck. Now. The people out there that are happy with their work, they're not keeping tabs on you, man. They keep referring people to you. And as those people keep getting referred to you and they leave with less than stellar tattoos or less than stellar experiences, and they share that with the person that they referred them to, right? Like, hey, why did you tell me go to this guy? This guy was a joker, man. He showed up an hour late, high as fuck. After a while, you will be deemed by the client community who do talk to each other through the referral system. That you're just not one of the people that people need to even mess with anymore. So it might take a year, it might take two years, it might take three years, but your 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 churn is going to come into some negative numbers. And the hard part is, I just mentioned this before, creating new clients is harder than keeping the clients you have. So now you have a bad reputation and you're starting to try to build clientele back up. It'll take I mean, it'll take like another two or three years for people to even trust you again at that point in time. I mean, you might as well just move out of the state and start all over again, which is what most people do. All right. Being inconsistent with your hours, not being somewhat predictable, not knowing when someone's going to be at the shop or not knowing when someone is going to be able to tattoo you, uh, that that can suck people want to know so you know just being able to schedule somebody kind of at the same time like basically this kind of this kind of goes under the umbrella of taking care of your people so i try not to I try to keep consistency by like, if they if their first appointment is on a Friday at five, I keep all their appointments Friday at five. I do my best to do that. I try not to do like one at two in the morning and then one five weeks later and then one seven months later and then one two weeks later. I try to keep the the consistency there. So whenever you start a cycle with a new product project with a client, make sure that you're not just throwing everything up in the air. And the other kind of mistake I see people do is, they only do one appointment at a time which always leaves the client wondering if they're ever really going to finish it sometimes. I mean, they might not tell you that, but trust me, they're talking about it. Because if they're doing a whole entire back and all they can get is one appointment at a time, so they go in, they get their back outlined, and like, when are we going to work on this again? Oh, I have an opening in, I don't know, five weeks. okay. They start doing the math in their head. Geez, man, this is going to take forever. And I'm already kind of getting frustrated because this guy's communication skills is terrible, which brings me to the next point of what will will affect your, your churn with your clients. If you have trouble communicating, if you have trouble contacting your clients, if your clients have trouble just contacting you, you are not going to be able to keep the customers that you have. All right. So I'm not talking about the new person necessarily, you know, who is trying to get in the door. I'm talking about the person that you have that has questions about their their tattoo. That wants to know that everything's going to be okay. That maybe the green looks a little weird or wonders why you didn't fill in a spot or wonders just wonders something. All you have to do is reassure them that everything's going to be okay, right? So if they can't contact you to do that, uh they're they're gonna be lost sheep, man. They're not gonna wanna stick around and deal with your you know eccentric ways. You know, most people in the world are used to a certain style of service that requires a bit of customer attention, a bit of customer service, and a bit of trust. Because at the end of the day, what you have to remember here, and this is the difference between That beginning stages of your career and where you're headed is, in the beginning, you think you're selling tattoos. You think you're selling the best tattoo in the business and everyone should get tattooed by you. But in reality, what you're selling is trust and you're selling dependence and you're selling reliability. The tattooing, believe it or not, isn't as important as just being taken care of, okay? So think about that for a minute, Think about how much time and effort you've put into making the perfect mom tattoo or the perfect tiger or the perfect whatever. Have you put any effort into how to treat somebody, how to build relationships with someone? When was the last time you called one of your clients and said, how are you doing? How's life? Last time we talked, you know, you said your brother was in the hospital. Is everything okay? It is okay to under to 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 these people have poured their heart out to you it is okay to re- reach out to someone every now and then and say how you doing buddy so that kind of falls under the poor customer service and this is kind of a given man everyone knows and here's the fucked up thing i'm talking to people like they should be doing this i think people that are listening to this already do a lot of this they're just I'm, maybe i've brought some new ideas but let's just say not you but we all know that guy that you work with who's got terrible customer service who makes their client wait for two or three hours while they draw it and they made the appointment like two months ago and they're watching you draw it right in front of them like why weren't you prepared? you know why did they have to wait two or three months when you're just gonna do it in two hours anyway so that doesn't really build up a lot of faith when, when people do that or also, just like showing up on time for the appointment. You know, their appointment's at noon. They show up at 10 till noon and you're here at one. You know, so a lot of that kind of customer service stuff, kind of look into it. Um, we we actually did pretty good on time on that. I wanted to make this podcast crunchable that you guys could consume it on a drive to work. I don't really like doing these podcasts where you've got to dedicate time to listen to me talk. Um, but I hope that the customer churn idea of, of keeping your clients rather than constantly finding new ones starts to sink in so that you can kind of change your approach and have more of a marathon in your career rather than, uh, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, career where every year you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I paid all my bills. That was, that was stressful. Um, you know, getting to the point where um, adding a little bit of business sense to what you're doing goes a long way and allows you to actually spend more time on your art world because you're not so worried about, you know, if people even want to get tattooed by you or want to buy your stuff or, you know, want to keep, keep, um, keep doing services with you. I mean, this applies to if you have a, a pretty cool product like leather belts or whatever, that are really one-off that are really unique and you think you've brought something special to to the leather belt world and you have to start off by doing craft shows you know data mine get their get their information email them after they get their belt you know hey how's the belt is everything okay do you like it thank you so much for buying the belt you know So there are ways to do this so that not only do you get the customer retention, but once you get the customer retention, you get the referral. And then after that, man, you just have to keep worrying about talking and being nice to people. And it's really not that hard. So anyway, my name is Matt Hodel with the Bastard of Our Podcast. There's that radio voice again. Uh, I'm on iTunes. I don't know if they call it iTunes anymore. I think they just call it podcast, but I'll keep calling it iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, hopefully here I'll get on Spotify and some of the other ones. I've, I've been kind of lazy. Uh, I shouldn't be, but you know, just sitting down and getting myself signed up on those. So my RSS feed reaches more people would be helpful. Um, my web address is, uh, Uh, the episodes are located on SoundCloud or you can go to www.bastardsart.com. Please go to the iTunes and leave a, uh, um, a rating you know, just rate it say that you liked it or you didn't like it or whatever but you know that helps uh get into other people's searches so that they can uh find the podcast and i can reach out to more people uh if you got any problems or questions go ahead and email me through my website or you can just email me at uh hodel h-o-d-e-l-7-5 at gmail.com and just let me know what you want me to talk about and what you want to hear Or if there's something that you really like, let me know so I can talk about that more. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you later.